0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is show number 42. This week's guest is Marko Umicjevic. Uh, Marko is a uh, video photographer in Croatia and he comes to talk to us about his projects and his cameras. Alright, welcome back to the Podcast. This is show number forty-two,
1: and Andrew, we we should just stop here, shouldn't we? Show number forty-two. You do understand <laughs> why it's significant, don't you? No, why? Because forty-two is the answer to the life, the universe, and everything. Ah, uh, according to Douglas Adams, you know, and his Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series. Oh,
0: I don't. I haven't read that one.
1: Well, you need you need to because this is it. Forty two is the answer to everything. <laughs> That's good to know. And um so how's your week been, Corey?
0: Uh pretty good. Um I had a, a shot some film with my camera uh that I got from with the the Ilford uh uh
1: what was it? God,
0: the same one you got.
1: Oh, I don't have that. Shush, be quiet. Uh, do you mean that four by five titan camera yeah
0: the titan that's what it was guys. i got from that
1: i got from mike and uh i mixed up my uh film holders i saw that you it's effectively <laughs> shooting with the lens cap on wasn't it but you what did you didn't put any film no no on. no. i didn't
0: even no no i I, I basically shot air because like i got it mixed up <laughs> and, I, and i have one of those big uh like one of those loading tents you know like the pop-up ones yeah and I and I opened it up and I was like flicking it with my nail. I'm like, flick, where's the flick, film? <laughs> flick, flick, flick. I was like, someone's going on. What's going on? Then I then it like big flashback in my mind. I was like, ah, oh, i totally shot the wrong one. So I very optimistically loaded the re- the other two sheets uh, from the other film holder, thinking maybe I just mixed them up, you know. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. So, so you I ended up
1: with the other two. Uh, they were just blank film, ready to be shot. Were they? Yeah. And you just developed them.
0: And
1: I just developed them. Oh, well. You have some clear sheets of 4x5 film there, don't you? Yeah. That's, that's quite cool. useful because if you use that Mod 54, you know, the Mod 54 insert, yeah. and you only have uh, two or four images to develop, but you want to get it done, they recommend that you put some other sheets in those slots, you know, so you can just some put blank ones in. Yeah. And I also, it's really good. Sorry. Also, it's really no. good for. If you if you ever use that washi film, the paper Japanese paper film, in four by five version, put then, it behind it. Yeah, you won't ever get that washi paper to sit in the four by five film holders. Well, I couldn't anyway. So I loaded some of that washi film in behind a clear sheet of four by five film that I'd cocked up like you.
0: Yeah. You don't have to worry about uh, me shooting any of that washi in four by five. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be doing it.
1: <laughs> I have some. I'll maybe send you a couple of sheets. All right. I think yeah. I'm going to get the. I think I'm going to get the. Remember
0: the guy last week we talked about uh, who 3D prints the four by five developing tank holders. Yeah. Beignet. Beignet. Mm-hmm. I, what was the name? Mm-hmm. I can yeah, name I know. It?
1: I know the ones you mean. I don't know how to pronounce it.
0: I think I'm going to order one of those. Um, as soon as he gets some printed up, give that thing a try. You're
1: on a proper spending spree, aren't you? These days.
2: Uh,
0: well, Does your wife know? Yeah, she. We both work. I mean, you know, I don't. I don't have any other hobbies
1: other than this. So it's okay. You know, you're so, getting a bit. You're getting yeah. a bit defensive, Cory. Don't. No, no need. <laughs> <laughs> Just and, and you've and you've applied for your passport. I have. So, so let's we'll see what happens. One of the first places you should go to is Croatia.
0: Speaking of Croatia, <laughs> this week's guest. <laughs>
1: did you see what we did there,
0: folks? <laughs> Marco? Hang hey, yeah. a second. Yeah, You're, I'm here. Umesevic. Um, Marco
2: Umesevic.
1: Umesevic. Umesevic. Umi, Umesevic.
2: Yeah, that, that's all right. That's quite good. How are you, Marco? I'm fine, thank you. All the way from
0: Croatia. Is that... Yeah. That's the farthest we've had, isn't it, Andrew?
1: No. Uh, well, from you, yeah, certainly. Yeah, um, well, sure. <laughs> from me, no, because he's Marco's only an hour difference in terms right. of um, time. Sure. So it's Sunday afternoon here, where it's Sunday morning for you.
0: Yeah, it's like seven o'clock in the morning. Nine. <laughs> it's nine some it's of our
1: digging. some of our American guests have been over on the west coast, and there's seven hours difference there. So Marco's. Yeah. Marco's pretty close. And Marco, you spend a bit of time in the summertime in Ireland, you were saying earlier. So you're, have you, do you manage to hop across to the UK as well?
2: Uh, no, unfortunately,
1: unfortunately not.
2: Not this time. Uh, just, you know, uh, flying through London, uh, Dublin, London, London, Croatia, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, unfortunately, I didn't have had enough time, you know, to travel around the UK.
1: Do you get much? The... Do you get much time to in between your the, the work you do out there? Do you get much time to travel around the Irish Republic?
2: Mm, yeah, yes, and not, uh, you know, it's uh, something I'm doing when I'm in Ireland. It's, it's a job I do for yeah. six, six days in a week, so oh, right. only yeah, a free Sunday or something, <laughs> Yeah, you know, just taking some small local tours or something it's. Right. but I can't say, you know, I've seen Ireland it's uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not
1: true yeah, you just see small parts of it, and, parts, it and, yeah. and it rains a lot, does it rain all the time when you're there? absolutely, you know, all the time <laughs> it's, it's
2: absolutely true what people say you know, you, 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 you're gonna find the rain in Ireland, it's, it's raining all the time, you know suddenly you know out of nowhere and uh, it's it's but you 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 got used to it you know after some time my first year has been pretty much shocking you know regarding weather second year you know was as expected third time i came there you know it was okay it's you know it's okay it's normal you
1: know. do you have to your cardboard pinhole cameras which we'll talk about later do you have to coat them in waterproof paint (laughs) wax <laughs> uh, yeah. no i
2: i actually have uh cameras made out of you know uh a metal a metal aluminium and uh, they are quite sturdy and uh, uh pretty much uh rainproof I yeah. yeah
1: they won't they won't rust easily either will they
2: Yep, <laughs> i mean they have a uh, c- c- color and uh, lacquer applied to it okay uh, uh, I tough. Did some project uh, many years ago here in Croatia, you know, with my camera <laughs> at full range, uh, it's, it's something, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not important, but it's, this reminds me, you know, about,
1: yeah. So Marco, we haven't been dwelling too much on guests past of late, but, you know, you're, I've mm-hmm. uh, been intrigued, I've been intrigued by your work for a long time, we've been speaking on Twitter, and we've been waiting for the planets to align to get you on here because you're you, you. When we first made contact, you were never, never really around. I think you maybe you are in Ireland. I don't know. Yes,
2: exactly. The first time you, you contacted me, I was in the island, you know, and uh, the place I live has no internet connection at all. You know, the device. yes hard to believe, but really, you know. Very weak, you know, signal. So uh, you know, it, it's it's basically it's not just that reason. You know, there was other reasons.
1: Yeah, no, uh, I understand. Just, you know, you, you didn't you didn't want to speak to these weird guys who.
2: Yeah, and the yeah. next time you know you approached me, that was something like uh, maybe December early, I think.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, exactly.
2: I I was planning my trip to
1: Spain. You know. Yep. And... I know. We're very lucky to get you here. Yeah. Okay. So, what,
0: welcome, Marco.
1: Welcome, Marco. <laughs> Marco, why don't you take a, a few moments to tell us a little bit about your uh, background and how you got into pinhole photography?
2: All right. Well, uh, uh, I don't know where to start. You know, uh, let's make. Yeah. Well, you don't want to go
1: back to the time when you were a fetus, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. Just a significant point, maybe. Yeah, I,
2: you know, I was studying art history here in, in Zagreb, and I was... Now, Mar- Mar- Marco,
1: yeah. sorry. Look, yeah. it's not just art history, is it? You keep leaving out the really interesting <laughs> bit, which is archaeology. Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> it, it, exactly. Art history and archaeology, you know. That's better. Yeah, and uh, I was c- completely into photography, you know. Uh, My interests were mostly, it's like history, theory, you know, and at one point it was actually conservation, you know, yeah, I was thinking about, you know, serious career in some museum or something, and uh, so at one point, uh, that was, I think, 2006, I ran up to this course. It was uh, a course about, you know, pinhole photography, led by a famous Croatian uh, fine art photographer. Uh, His name is Josip Klarica. He's a guy from, you know, 70s and 80s, and uh, he's actually one of uh, the pupils of famous Czech photographer Josip Sudek,
1: Ah, yes, now that's a name yeah. I am familiar with, Sudek, yeah. Yeah,
2: so uh, I'm not 100% positive for Sudek, but Claritza uh, in 70s and 80s used a uh, pinhole camera to, to produce some pictures. And I was lucky, you know, to run on a course that was led by him. So uh, uh, I was just hooked, you know, with with the, with the camera, And once time approached for me to finish my studies, uh, I decided I want to write my uh, graduation work, my thesis Hmm. on a subject that uh, considers photography. And somehow I managed, you know, to connect Claritza pinhole camera, you know, into something that was actually... uh, that, you know, they got me d- d- deeper and deeper into a, into a medium. You know, I uh, got in possession of a few books. One of them is Visionary Pinhole by Lorraine Smith. The other one was uh, uh, something like a catalog uh, for an exhibition that happened in Santa Fe in the United States. And uh, then I went to Eric Renner, Eric, uh, the journal and uh, the, the, the things, you know.
1: You, yeah. Eric Renner's Pinhole Journey, I, I know you quote that yeah, either uh, on your yeah. website or, or somewhere I saw it. Is, yeah. Was that from, because he's a Pinhole Society ma- man and, and the author of numerous books. I, I mentioned his, his his sort of textbook on Pinhole Photography last week. It, yeah. So his Pinhole Journey, is that, a, is that a book or is that online somewhere, uh, Marco? Uh, no, no, the Pinhole
2: Journal is actually a magazine, you know. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's uh, it's a magazine, uh, you know, uh, consisting maybe of something like twenty to thirty pages, you know. Wow. Yeah, full size uh, photographs are reproduced. I was intrigued, you know. It's the journal was first uh, issue was published I think in 1986 and many not just United States artists were included but you can easily find you know people from Hungary or France or the Czech Republic as as I can remember you know. So through these books I gained my you know a deeper appreciation of the medium once I you know got it has its it's history it's you know it's uh, it's heroes, uh, etc. You know. So uh, after that course took something like two or three months. It's you know, it's it's, it's nothing special, but I gained some you know, uh, some uh, insight into craft, how to build the pinhole camera, and what's important and what's not. You know. But I wasn't fully committed to pinhole photography until something like 2013. In the meanwhile, I was actually working with standard camera, a small format, medium format, Uh, at one point uh, even 4x5 view camera. I was a lot into photochemistry, uh, zone system, uh, sensitometry, this kind of stuff, you know. So what hap- actually happened in two thousand thirteen is uh, that I had a bunch of you know old fashion cameras and uh, it didn't have you know I was quite tired you know with uh, what I've been doing up uh, until uh, until now until then so. You know, uh, one of my shika, you know, the shutter got stuck and I was trying to find someone to fix it in Zagreb. And there's been uh, generations and generations, you know, and families uh, who did this job and suddenly they all disappeared.
1: Hmm. Yeah, yeah that's quite yeah. common, isn't it? It's quite yeah. a common problem.
0: It's happening a lot too, I think.
2: I mean, you know, it's definitely... I guess everywhere, you know. So, and uh, we had a small shop here, uh, selling uh, film materials, you know, but uh, th- 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 things didn't work very well, you know. And some of my famous, I uh, mean uh, famous, uh, the, the, the film I use the most is something like Efke at the time, 2550. You know, they were out of production, or hard to find, you know. So I just quit it all, uh, you know, and I start, I was thinking of kind of restart myself as a photographer, you know, so, and I just, at that point, I started working only with pinhole camera, nothing else, you know.
0: Pinhole's a good place to restart, that's for sure. I mean, it just uh,
2: yeah.
0: kind of, uh, I hate to say it, slows everything down, but I mean, you know, it kind of, if you, it seems like whenever that happens for people, they kind of are in a position where they want to be slowed down. Like they're already looking for something and then, it, you know, then it kind of just drops into the slot and yeah. pick it up, you know, mm-hmm.
1: but yeah. you have a very particular vision of the world, Marco, I think looking at your work on your website, yeah. and it's one, yeah. it's, it's one that is, it seems to me is particularly suited to pinhole photography and particularly your um, using paper negatives as well. So, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. F- folks. If you want to, uh, if you want to look at some of Marco's work, you can go to his website, which is inavoidanceofreality.com. dot com. And Marco, yeah. you have some uh, three portfolios of, of of work there from I think two thousand and fifteen, right. sixteen, and seventeen. 16.
0: The Mirror of Prague. I really like those. Yeah.
1: yeah mm-hmm. We can start by talking a little bit about Mirror of Prague. Uh, sure. pra- Prague is a city that I visited once in the snow, and I would love—I <laughs> would love to go back. I—I—I—I I, 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 I was into pinhole photography then. This was 13 years ago, but I—I I don't think I took it with me. I'm Pretty certain I didn't take my zero because oh, it was just. Yeah, you see, I was not cool
0: You weren't cool yet. I weren't.
1: I weren't up with <laughs> the cool kids then. No. <laughs> and. uh uh, you know, I do. Even now, I tend to flit around between mediums too much, really. So I admire the fact that you made this decision to concentrate on pinhole photography, uh, Marco. So what yeah. about um, what about Prague? What, what about your love affair with Prague? Because I can see some interesting words on the website, but maybe you like to tell our listeners a little about a little bit about the inspiration between the body of work that makes up Mirror yeah. of Prague.
0: And these are, they're all, they look like they're all multiple exposures
2: too. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. most part of it is actually
2: the multiple exposure, the double and triple. Yeah. Yeah, well, my uh, story with Prague actually starts in the mid 1990s. You know, my father was living in Prague at the time and actually he still does. Uh, and So me and my brother as a kids we went there something like between 1993 and 1997 i think or six or something you know we spent whole summers there as a kids in, in city of prague you know and uh, later on i was returning to prague you know for for uh, you know for a brief time i never spent so much time in uh, as i in prague as i did in 1990s you know And since I was doing a lot of, you know, this urban scenery and uh, experiments with uh, multiple exposures here in in Croatia, actually in Zagreb, where I live, and I live in the city center, uh, at some point it, it occurred to me, you know, maybe I could... Uh, you know, to transpose this whole idea, concept and vision to a prague, you know and, right. yeah, to try to some, some, you know, to reconnect the, 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 my world of uh, childhood memory of the Prague with the pinhole camera, you know that was the, the basic idea you know, and to make uh, a, a sequence of image uh, that will work as a whole as, uh, you know, uh, as a story, so to say. Sure. Uh, Yeah, so in 2017, that was, yeah, the the last year actually, no, 2017, uh, something like June, I took uh, 30 days, you know, just for Prague, and I was working daily, you know, from... uh, sunrise uh, until sunset all day. I've spent a whole day and all, all my days on the streets, you know, with my cameras, you know, just uh, wandering around the city, trying to avoid the tourist traps, and uh, you know, <laughs> and try to catch the spirit of the Prague as uh, as I remember it as a child. But, yeah, that's you, basically it, you know. You've
1: got pinhole cameras low to the ground yeah. You know, in, invariably help, don't they? Because you're immediately kind of looking up or looking very close to the ground where you would have done as a as a younger child. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. I like
0: this one. Um, um mirror Prague four, where it has the circles. Yeah, I know. Um, mm-hmm. What building is that? Uh, it Looks like I don't know. Maybe it's a church. Yeah, it's, up. it's 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 uh, it's like an iron door with like. Mm-hmm
2: yeah like it is, over the windows yeah it's i i do remember that location that was spawn street uh, it, i think it was uh, san anselm monastery it's a monument you know from medieval uh, uh, period uh, and uh, wow yeah
1: uh <laughs> the one uh, the one i particularly like is mirror of prague 3 <laughs> the one yeah. the one before that <laughs> the one before fourth yeah 4. yeah. And, yeah and i think that's that holds together particularly well you've got this cobbled street yeah. in the middle with the sunlight on it almost inviting you into the image and yeah. then you've just got all these other reflections and refractions and memories around it so it's like oh, you know walking down yeah. this path as a child and it, i think that's great yeah
0: i like the uh i like those the spires i'm sure that they're um uh, mm-hmm. church uh synagogues or whatever they are I, I don't know um of some sort but i see those a lot there are there are in all of your shops seems like there's one somewhere it seems like so
1: yeah when you're walking around um, marco with your mm-hmm. pinhole pinhole cameras now these are uh, I think all homemade cameras. Yep. So are you take, presumably, you're taking several of these things around with you. Are you? Yeah. Are yeah. You?
2: Exactly. Uh, are, all of my cameras, you know, are home designed. And uh, uh, the thing is, this is this is basically uh, one type or one prototype that I multiply, you know. So yep that I have something like in this case of so this project uh, i think 12 of 13 completely same cameras you know
1: are they fairly yeah. they look to be fairly wide angle marco so a fairly short focal length are they these yes. cameras yeah
2: it's uh, the focal length is is is, is very short actually the distance between the hole and the paper plane surface is is, is quite short i can't t- t- tell you at this moment it's no, like, it's like um, i would say two centimeters maybe or something yep. you know
0: uh, yeah uh, for 40 millimeters or something like that mm-hmm.
2: 35 the, yeah. the focal length is, is, is 20 millimeters 20 millimeters the, the aperture 20. size is something like 0. 03 i think for mm. this Particular camera, you know, and paper size is uh, approximately four by five.
1: So you, were you, were you you staying with your father while you were there for thirty days, and um, so Uh, were you able to set up a temporary dark room somewhere?
2: Uh, No, 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 no. These pictures uh, were developed here in Zagreb. You know, once I finished this project, I came back to Zagreb. That's where my uh, home dark room is you know, and uh, all the pictures uh, were developed here you know. So all on once paper. I was in uh, Prague and doing that project, I actually didn't have a clue you know what exactly where I was I doing you know it, it's, it's basically just an, an intuition and
1: uh, yeah I think know. I'd have been I'd have been tempted. If I was spending thirty days, I'd have been tempted to at least develop them to see what was on yeah. there, in case I made a balls up of it. Sure, <laughs> yeah. sure, so, so, okay. But you, you so that shows that you were so standing, I, you were I you were said, confident you were confident in the process, weren't you?
2: Yeah, in absolutely. Your... You know, it's, it's, it's something based, based. It's it's always based on experience. You know, with you yeah. know, a camera, you you never uh, knew exactly what's standing in front of you. It's just you know a sense you developed. Through making pictures, it's it's, it's it's nothing else, you know. And uh, since I did uh, something similar here in Zagreb, you know, I was very confident in what I was doing
1: in Prague. And I, a lot of the images I've been really enjoying seeing online recently, and people posting in the Lensless Podcast Facebook group, are the ones mm-hmm. that are just shot straight into the sun. Because as a, you know, I was brought up as a lens-based photographer, and we're you know, you're talk- initially you talked about stand with the sun behind you and use a lens hood and avoid flare, but actually with pinhole photography, some of the most dramatic and inspiring pictures are the ones that just Im- yeah. embrace yes. embrace the sunlight. Yeah, um, sure. And why not?
2: Why not? Exactly. You know, you can point it straight to the sun. You know, and uh, you have it's. it's you know, it's, it depends what you want to. You know. Uh, what well, well, what's your goal? You know, I know this. Sorry, these Carol. thematic effects, you know, like yeah. sunrise or uh, sunset. This this uh, scenery when sun is actually moving, you know, it's uh, particularly you know uh, interesting uh, when you have a camera loaded with paper, you know. Uh, I think it's 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 it's
1: uh, yeah I don't know if um d- Prague is one of those places where guys from England certainly go for their stag nights and cause a nuisance <laughs> of themselves, so when you're standing there with your pinhole camera, do you get any drunken English people come up to you and wonder what you're doing
2: <laughs> no not really that, that, that's that's the night shift i think in Prague you know. yeah
1: they'll they'll all be asleep in the daytime.
2: Yeah, exactly. I had no problems at all. Sometimes uh, some people approach me, you know, on the streets, and saying, "Oh, is that the pinhole camera?" Yeah, Yeah, It was quite interesting, you
1: know. Obviously, a highly educated lot in Prague, aren't they? Yeah. And are you carrying all these things around in a backpack? Are you?
2: Uh, No, I carry it in my in. Yeah, it's, it's 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 not on my back. It's 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 a standard, you know, photographic bag, okay, photo bag for camera or something. It's uh, they are not having My cameras no to carry on, you know. Yeah.
0: So it's... just bulky. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they,
2: they, they, these, these, these were all made out of cardboard, thick cardboard, you know. It's, uh,
1: Is that where you started when you went on that course uh, that gave you the inspiration, Marco? Yeah. was your tutor using similar designed? Cameras.
2: No, his design was actually quite, you know, simple. It was a simple shoebox, shoebox and a tiny plate, you know, of aluminium foil, you know, with a hole drilled inside. And uh, we put inside these boxes uh, paper that was uh, cut to something like eight by ten inches, you know no special instructions on exposure or anything you know And (laughs) just go yeah just go you know just go and bring back the negative you know and
1: uh, yeah and your first when you first started making your own with that was with a shoebox and then you moved on to more sophisticated designs using black card
2: yeah uh... I mean, uh, I was uh, intrigued, you know, by, you know, what what, what were the limits of the pinhole, uh, mm-hmm. the definition of pinhole, you know, how can I increase, uh, you know, the optical resolution, the optical drawing, uh, I actually want to put it all under control, you know, and uh, um, yeah, I mean, my first cameras were actually made out of the shoebox, ready-made, you know, box I found, and sometimes years. I mean, I mean, something like in 2013-2014 when I uh, became, so to say, committed completely to thinhole. You know, when I left all my cameras behind me, you know, I started with ready-made boxes, boxes that you know seemed to me to suit my needs as a pinhole photographer, you know. then proved to be good, the other ones were not. Uh, If one box uh, or one design, you know, is uh, at at some point uh, intriguing, interesting to me, then I would, you know, stick to it and I would modify that box and uh, make out the prototype out of it, you know, for my other boxes. So that's how it goes, usually, you know. That that that's how it started, better to say.
1: But you've you you've moved on to other materials. I think you were saying aluminium, aluminium.
2: Aluminium, absolutely yes. Uh, uh, Wood, a few uh, boxes made out of wood, and I had uh, experimented with three D printing.
0: All right, we're back. Hello, Marco. Oh, we have to wait for Andrew. There's Andrew. So um uh, we had a te- a technical difficulty on my end, but uh you guys were saying something about four by five and then it was probably some hello. Hello. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no, we spoke for another half an hour. <laughs> we just ignored you. I know. It's all right. So are we are we back? Um, this is how professional we are. Are we back properly, um, like yeah. in part two of the podcast now?
0: Yeah, I don't know what happened, man. We just uh, my cable, the Wi-Fi, and everything just turned off. So I don't know if it was something, you know, with the service, and then they rebooted it or something. But yeah, it maybe just died, so.
1: maybe the Wi-Fi signal is not reaching into the cupboard that your wife makes you podcast from
0: there. No, no, it reaches here because I was podcasting in my bedroom, and that's even farther away. So.
1: You so, leave my wife fo-
0: out of this, Andrew.
1: <laughs> Folks, my like, uh, Corey Cannon is now broadcasting from a cupboard under the stairs. It's nice. <laughs> I'll, I'll post a picture of it on the Facebook. It's the ca- it's now hereby known as the Cannon Cave. <laughs> I don't want to be
0: like that guy, Mike.
1: <laughs> yeah, he did a rather near the knuckle broadcast on New Year's Day. I don't know if you saw that. I
0: didn't.
1: No, he, he said yeah. some he said some rude things. Yeah. Anyway, Marco, we were. I think you just started to mention three D yeah. printing. Three D printing is where you for PVC three D printing. Yeah. it sounds sounds exactly. a bit kinky, but I'm sure it's not.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, uh, I had uh, you know some brief experience in three D printing. I did three print. Tri- I printed in three D. You know, some of my cameras. You know. Just you know, out of curiosity, and uh, I don't know what to say about it. You know, it's still I find it m- much more easy to make a camera out of cardboard. You know, but sometimes. <laughs> well, I,
1: I certainly, I certainly would, but I wouldn't know where to begin. Yeah, me have either. you got? Have you got a? Have you got a three D printer? Or access to one, then, Marco? No,
2: no, 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 no. It's it's, it's, it's uh, outsourcing service, you know, a guy okay. in uh, a neighborhood who'd, uh, who, you know, who do this job. I'm making models myself, okay, uh, but uh, he's, he's, he's doing the printing, you know. Uh, That's
0: what okay, Graham yeah, does. See. That's what Graham does, the same thing with his 24 square. He does,
1: yeah. yeah. And you can, you Marco, you're probably aware that if you go to Todd Schlemmer's website he has the uh, open, open source. source open source uh, mm-hmm. on his 3d printed pinhole cameras yeah yeah
2: yeah okay okay i i i know i know something about it. yeah okay i, I heard about it. i mean it's not that i'm using any templates or something you know but uh, i heard no.
1: yeah so. so with so with your homemade I've lost my thread now after all this delay, which to the listener, it's just like a few seconds, but it's it's been longer. My head's gone to sleep. Sorry. So that's okay. It's not your fault. So Marco, um, your pinholes that you're making, I read somewhere that you, you drill them yourself, which I know you can do that with those very fine drills, yeah. but um, you're coating them. You're applying some devilry and witchcraft to them by coating them with li- li- liver of sulfur and eye of toad and wart of newt
2: (laughs) yeah well uh, i've been you know doing some research on uh, how to chemically change color of the breastplate you know and at some point uh, somewhere on the net i don't know exactly where you know i came up Mm -hmm. to this article Making color, changing color of the jewelry, you know, and yep. uh, yes, the liver of sulfur is something on a sulfur base, you know, it's a stinky chemical, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> uh, I bought two small bottles, it's something like uh, maybe together 100 mill- millimeters or something, you know, mm-hmm. so it's a very, very small amount of it, you know, and I'm still using it. Uh, You basically just, you know, drop a few uh, drops uh, in distilled water and you need the proper temperature and put inside the the, the brass plate and after maybe 10 minutes or something, uh, you know, color is completely changed from a copper color to something that's uh, basically made black or uh, deep blue
1: or something, you know. And are you doing huh. that pure, purely for aesthetic reasons, Marco, or do you think it has some other quality? Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's it's not
2: at all from aesthetic reasons. It 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 influences quality, you know, because uh, it decreases the diffraction, you know, mm-hmm. the diffraction mm-hmm. of light, you know. It's uh, you, you know what diffraction is. It's it's Yep. Yeah. Okay. So uh, once you have uh, you know. Uh, perfectly you know drilled edge of the hole you you apply uh, a an opaque uh, color to it to lower down the diffraction that's the story because on
1: the even though the pinhole is very very small it has a it has a, far, a yeah. depth to it and that depth would otherwise be quite the, the material that's exposed to the the rays of light going through the pinhole yeah. the material would be shiny so by coating it with this uh, liver of sulfur you're yeah, that, you're dulling down
2: exactly hmm. that's a good explanation you know wow what's but even so you know if you have a long, longer exposure times as i do you know i'm working with paper and uh, the diffraction is, is, is actually a, quite a big problem you know if your uh, uh, plate with the hole is not toned you know, wow. I, I, I never be... I never
1: knew that. I mean it kinda it kinda makes sense, yeah. but I'd never never really considered it before. People talk a lot about, you know, painting the inside of cameras yeah. this matte black to avoid those reflections, yeah. but uh, yeah. never considered the the path of the pinhole. Mm-hmm.
0: Well it obviously doesn't do anything uh, for like sun flares, you know. I mean it's cause that's all Marco, you're still getting some yeah. flares. It's not it's not affecting that side of it, you know, it's just uh, yeah, and the reflections on the inside, I guess. It's, uh...
2: <laughs> well, uh, sometimes, some, sometimes you know, my my camera practically the the, the 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 paper plane is curved inside, you know. Yeah, paper holds itself in in place, you know. I don't use any holders or anything, you know. So in order to, for a paper to to to, to to keep steady inside the camera, it's it's curved, you know? And this curvature might at some point you induce inside reflection, okay? So uh, even though I paint, you know, interior of my cameras in, in, in a deep black, you know, uh, reflection is actually caused by the paper surface, you know? Right. So these effects, you know, shiny effects of light, you know, in, inside, in, on, on some of my pictures, you know, it's it's actually uh, it, it's it's something produced by the paper plane itself.
1: I was going to ask you earlier whether you're you're talking about using box designs, mm-hmm. but I wasn't. Uh, I forgot to ask you whether was the paper. Are you holding the paper flat, or is it is it indeed curved? So is it is it curved on all of all of these uh, cameras that you're using, Marco?
2: Yes, all of them. You know, uh, it's yeah. something I have learned and adapted from a panoramic type of camera I've been using yep. before. You know, it's it's the most simple you know solution for for the, for a pinhole camera with paper negative, in my opinion. Besides, you know, you can. Uh, uh, with c- paper is not curved in, uh, in uh, how to say, uh, a half circle. It's it never is. You know, it's, it's one segment of the circle. Actually, you know. Yeah. Sure.
1: No. Quite. Yeah. So, have you th- played around with? Um, have you played around with anamorphic designs or play? Tried to make anamorphic style cameras? Y- y-
2: yes. 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 A uh, long time ago, I did, but uh, c- c- couldn't find uh, anything. You know. Compelling, uh, or it was just playing with this type of camera.
1: Nothing, no, that uh, yeah, that's serious. Right. I think it takes a it takes a lot of dedication and um, absolutely in uh, every f- sense. Fo- f- focus is the wrong word, really, but you know, you need the people <laughs> who who are successful at anamorphic. People like Michael Weitzman, who was on the mm-hmm. other week. Yeah, yeah. You know, he spent he spent a long time perfecting his technique. Yeah. And um, it's very laudable, but I need to wait till I'm retired. I think to have that amount of time to devote to it. <laughs> yeah. So, on your website, Marco, you, you've also the series from 2015, Floating Outer Worlds. Yeah, I, I was in, I was intrigued by this because you seem to be making good use of what I'm assuming is the vignetting in the camera, unless you're doing something in the printing, but. You know the, the the use of the vignetting is is sort of isolating the landscape and making it appear to have this sort of you know sort of floating mm-hmm. thing. Is it? Is that? Am I reading this properly? Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. In a certain sense, the, the other meaning of the floating, the flitting, is, is actually that this series was inspired by Japanese art of ukiyo-e. I think it's pronounced correctly. ukiyo you know, that, the, the Hokusai Hiroshige, they had some m- mountain, you know, uh, landscapes. And uh, that was my, you know, true insp- inspiration for this series. And, I, I think uh,
1: you're, by me and Cory being as silent as we are, we're, our brains are just trying to catch up with you, you'll probably need to um, <laughs> let, let Corey know some of the links of these um, things that you've been talking about, because we're just dimbos. <laughs> okay, You're a dimbo. <laughs> yeah,
2: okay, okay, no problem. I mean, uh, we'll talk about it later, it's it's okay. You know. But that, the impl- ukiyo is basically a Japanese, traditional Japanese art, uh, you know, of making uh, woodcut prints, you know.
0: Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, I'll do
2: that. These were very, very popular in Europe. I did
0: Reliefs are like relief prints, you know. where you? Uh... Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Oh, well done. So these were very <laughs> popular. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. 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 We'll just skip this. All right. No, we're very. I'm very. I'm very interested. i I'm, I'm. This is what. This is what draws me to. You know, all the folks we've had on this show is. Um, my mind is continually open to new things. So you. And I'm particularly interested in what photographers get their inspiration from. Okay. Okay. But you're using a very old photo paper for these exposures? Yes. Uh,
2: This paper has actually been expired, uh, or better say produced, uh, something like 50 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a collector of these vintage papers, you know. I acquire them through flea markets, sometimes over net on eBay or something similar, you know. And I have a huge stash of vintage papers, papers that are out of production, you know, for a very long time. Sure. And, and yeah, so for this project, I had this just one box, you know, and it wasn't even full that was something like maybe 60 sheets or something you know so once i uh, you know ran out of the paper project was basically over you know and i regret <laughs> it you know i yeah. tried to to to, uh, to to you know to put some other type of paper in, in it but it just didn't, it didn't work, work you know it, i was i was my you know i was connection that's it
0: i like um i like so that that series um you have an image called Hyper Magic Mountain. Yeah, probably my
2: my most favorite. you know? Yeah,
0: I like how it goes the gradation scale from the white above the mountain yeah. to the black around. Is yeah, looks like it, like it was spray painted almost. You know, like you, just, I don't know. It's weird. It's hard to explain. Yeah, yeah, so. that's cool.
1: Well, you've got you've got image detail, although it's very dark, haven't you? Right around the edge. Yep. You know? Yep. Uh, is that, is that a, mm-hmm. yeah, it looks, it looks almost as though there's texture in the, in the background. Is that, is that a double exposure or mm-hmm. is that just one exposure? No, no, no.
2: These, these are all just, you know, single exposures, you know. There's no messing around, you know, with uh, any tricks or something. This is basically, this is, these are pure pictures, you know, pure yeah.
1: pictures. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Hmm. yeah, Yeah, it's the, um, mm-hmm. Is it the choice of this old paper, uh, which has led to more pronounced vignetting in these images? Is it down to the paper, or is it the camera you were using? Uh, at <laughs> certain point,
2: probably yes. You know, uh, yeah. This is extremely, lovely, you know, something like, you know, very subtle paper with the brilliant texture and uh, very slow speed emulsion type. I believe it's yeah. silver chloride, you know, uh, that's been used yeah. traditionally for contact printing. And okay. uh, its speed uh, probably fell down, you know, over the course of the years. Uh, yeah. Pretty, you know, at the bottom, I, because I remember that some of these exposures actually took something like uh, 10 minutes, you know. Wow. Yeah, 10 minutes. So. you you can actually uh, feel or see some of these cinematic effects. I mentioned that before in Context of uh, Mirror of Prague, you know, because everything inside the frame is is actually captured in a state of uh, moving and reshaping, you know. So the hypermagic mountain is actually a sunset, you know. It's a sunset, you know, and the sunset is as this oblique, you know, oblique uh light area inside the frame you know hmm. and, yeah and the, the the vignettes are when you work you know with the type of camera that has a curved uh paper or film plane you know you vignettes are basically uh the, the uh something that occurs on the edge you know because hmm. of the because of the falling of the light light is uh uh, it's centralized. It's, uh, it's the the it's the point where the light is the the, the, the you know the, the strongest is is in the center and uh, through to the edge it starts to fall you know, and I always I like this rhythm of this falling. That's one of the things I modulate when I design my cameras. You know, just the, the rhythm of the the, the light fall as I call it.
1: You know, right. You, yeah you're, you're working yeah. you're working with as you say you're working with a design aren't you and seeing what you get and then if you find something that yeah. you like you're yeah. Yeah, improving it and where... working with it and duplicating it yeah mm.
0: oh, cool
1: yeah and these are all are these close to where you live in uh, obviously they're not cityscapes are they but it's not central no, Zagreb. No, Zegra- oh, no, no, no. no
2: this is actually uh, a it's place in, in, in it's it's something like two and a half hours from Zagreb. You know, it, it's it's a it's a place uh, in the mountain region of Croatia. It's called Lika. Uh, it's where one national park is situated, and let's say uh, Nikola Tesla was born. And, uh, ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. somewhere between continental Croatia and uh, seaside. It's it's highly depopulated uh, region. Enclosed by high mountain chains, you know and uh, crisscrossed by west prairie like fields, you know, my mother was born there, my grandma mm. still lives there, you know, and it's actually my uh, visual playground in photography since, since the beginning
1: you know yeah, and so it's your um, your your backyard yeah, the area um, that inspires you most exactly mm. and when you were making these series of images. Were you uh, spending weeks at a time there and maybe staying with family? Or, yeah, it, or we just... well,
2: it depends, you know, uh, for this project, I maybe, it, this was over the course of late spring, summer, uh, I think, yeah. you know. So, yeah, it's, you know, it maybe in sessions of uh, several days in continuity and going back over weekends or something like that, you know.
1: When you're making these long exposures in such remote places where you're not likely to come across anybody, when you're sitting there for ten or fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. what do you are, you are you think? Are you contemplating the landscape? Are you daydreaming? Are you making up songs, <laughs> or, or do you fall asleep? <laughs> no, I
2: would say I'm meditating. You know, it's it's always a meditation yeah. to be in a vast landscape, you know, and there's nobody yeah. around you. Know, except maybe some beasts or something and uh, i sometimes i don't I, i'm not going there you know just for taking pictures it's, it's we're hiking or something you know it's, uh, it's 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 a place where i feel good you know
1: yeah
2: sure and on, yeah but, no that certainly uh, comes
1: with this sorry carry on me it certainly comes across in your in your images yeah, anyway uh, marco yeah
0: definitely and, and the, same with uh b- before with...
1: no go on correct no, i was going to say <laughs> the
0: same with the visions of prague you know i mean like it's somewhere that you've uh really care about so that's why you're you know you can see it coming through because you're putting some time and effort yep. and thought yep. into
2: what you're doing you know yeah, exactly yeah I I mean, uh, I, if I don't feel any personal connection to a place, it's, uh, from my experience, it's, it's, it's hard really to, 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 to pursue it, uh, you know, photographic project. It's, uh, it's just from my experience, you know. I can't just go somewhere, you know, take my camera out and make something. It's, uh, it, if I don't have a personal connection, so it, 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 it's how I work.
1: It's, it's, it's the best way for me. Sure, I think it's that's that that certainly resonates with me Mm -hmm. having a personal connection. I mean, I I take pictures wherever I am, and some places you know I've never been before. But to have a place that you can keep coming back to that you've spent time in, and that you can engage with, you you have some rapport with. I think that's um, you know for me it's the Fens out the Fenlands out in the back of Mm -hmm. my village, Mm -hmm. but. You know, uh, and these these are areas that speak to you, aren't they? Clearly, yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That last series on your website, uh, I'd like to talk to you in a moment about your current body of work, uh, Marco. Yeah. But there's a there's a, the series has a it's called Mal Is that how you pronounce uh, it? M-A-L-K-A-U-N-S. Yes.
2: <laughs>
1: what does that What does that word mean?
2: <laughs> well, that words come from from uh, traditional Indian music, you know. Uh, ragas. Okay. Ragas, that's, that's the, the, the I now can see something like the oldest raga that's ever been, you know, written or played. And it has this somber tone, you know, at the time when I was doing uh, this project, this was uh, adding some devastating industrial sites uh, here in Zagreb. I was listening to a lot of these, uh, you know, ragas, and uh, it it's, it's, it's switched something. You know, was uh, on the same frequency, so I decided to stick with that title. But uh, yeah,
1: I think it's wonderful, <clears throat> wonderful when you can be influenced by music. Yeah, uh, I was, uh, I was listening to um, a fairly modern Kate Kate Bush album earlier. Yeah. I think it's called Fifty Words for Snow. Okay. And okay. the music—the music is very haunting, and it got me thinking. Fifty Words for Snow. You know, it's like—is it like what they say about Eskimos, isn't it, or Inuits? Uh, yeah. And I thought, wow, there must be there must be some kind of project around that idea to link in with the, that very haunting music and the idea of fifty words of fifty yeah, words yeah. for snow. Oh yes. So, so I but mean, when you when you can listen to a piece of music and have it triggered like that.
2: Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, I, I mean, I like Cocktail Twins now that you mentioned. You know, Kate Bush. I like Elizabeth Frazier, her voice. You, I don't, you probably listen to Cocktail Twins. Cocktail Twins from Glasgow. Uh, yes. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Something brilliant.
1: You know. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So, Marco, your um, your latest body of work, which isn't on your website, but. Corey wouldn't know about this because he doesn't do Twitter. I have it pulled up right uh, here,
0: actually. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so on the 7th of November, you, you, Marco, you pinned a tweet to your Twitter site yeah. saying, Lately, I've been experimenting and preoccupying myself with camera-less and light-less abstract photography. My new project, which has started in the summer of 2018, Has been my sole preoccupation ever since Mm -hmm. and is inspired by the amazing forces of nature so you've got darkroom and pigment print and then you've got these intriguing images so Marco why don't you tell us a little bit about these intriguing images and the story behind it and what am I looking at
2: (laughs) okay I'll try I mean it's these are camera-less images you know, it's 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 a piece of photographic paper that's uh, exposed to not to light, you know, but to, to, to the change in the environment, better say, you know, that you know, uh, at the same place we discussed before, you know, that this uh, this area of, 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 of Lika, you know in Croatia, uh, so I'm really trying to map that area in a weird, abstract way, you know. Uh, how do I make this, you know, I uh, take sh- uh, sheets of paper, I have special emulsion for this project, this color is not a uh, coincidence, you know, by any way, it's very hard to obtain by a normal, you know, uh, photographic paper, and I uh, put these uh, sheets of paper, you know, on uh, certain locations, I keep track on and put it, put the, the paper is uh, in contact with plain soil and it's covered with the stone, you know. So uh, yeah, I leave it for something like uh, 30 days, uh, more or less now. Uh, that's based, the, the the time factor I fixed on, you know, uh, in the last couple months, and uh, then I bring it back to my uh, darkroom. I do some uh, pretty basic, you know, I so call it development, but it's not actually a development. It's basically uh, uh, how to, chemically, it's it's it is a reduction, you know. But uh, the thing is that Picture is, 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 is it bleat?
1: Ble- is it bleat? Is it bleaching at all, or yeah? It, it, redu- it, I mean, it, d- d- it, looks,
2: it looks bleached. You know, as if you take yeah. uh, a negative from solar camera, let's say for instance. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it it has different shades of yeah. color. And I do some uh, very, you know, uh, quick development using my Mm -hmm. standard procedure, you know, fixing and uh, toning in uh, selenium, you know?
0: So you're doing this with black and white paper then?
2: Yes, this is black and white emulsion completely, you know, and uh, then I, you know, uh, scan that negative, I digitally inverted into a positive picture. So what you are actually looking is the positive picture, you know? The pigment print mean it's, it's, yeah. it's you know, <laughs> it's it's printed on a, uh, on a piece of paper that's for the inject printer, that's it. Right.
1: Huh. Yeah. So, Interesting. yeah, I can I can see your sort of development that led you to this because you've got this intimate connection with the landscape which, you know, you've lived in and has influenced you as a child. And yes. you're, you're, you're now almost looking at ways of physically capturing the landscape, aren't you? On the, Yes, exactly.
2: On, exactly. on paper
1: and the, the, the reaction. So you've got the ultimate sort of time and contact with the land. Yes. And... How did you ever hit upon this idea? Were you did did you get this idea from somewhere, or did you just wake up in the middle of oh, the night and decide to do uh, this?
2: Previously, I had only you know a very brief uh, experience with doing ca- cameraless images, some photograms, long time ago, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, all my projects were lens based. It, you might not agree that Pinhoff is a lens but it's, it's in, you know, uh, in comparison. Yes, some, to...
1: ma- some means of focusing the light yes, in exactly. some way or directing yeah. the columns but of projecting light. Projecting
2: onto... the light, you know, projecting. Yeah, sure.
1: And yeah, uh,
2: I think what triggered me was basically uh, uh, this. Uh, i seen the, this, you, you probably heard for Megan Rippenhoff. Her project "Literal Drift." Uh, she no. does these cyanotypes, imprints in nature. You know, by briefly exposing mm, cyanotype okay. paper to uh, to water, basically. You know, so uh, I was, uh, you know, c- completely blown out when I seen these pictures first times. So some sometimes, you know, early 2017. And this just, you know, stuck inside my head, you know, and I knew at the, at some point, I'm going to try to do something that's uh, technically on the same track, you know, and apply yep. these principles to a place I know the best. So that was this place, you know, uh, where my grandma lives. And that's how it started, you know. And now it's uh, moving in some w- very weird directions. I'm actually doing a lot of writing and drafting, you know, I'm trying to articulate to myself what's what, what's, what exactly I'm doing and uh, et cetera. So um, yeah, th- th- that's a, the that's a story about this project actually.
1: Hmm. Well, we'll, in- we'll watch with interest how it Developed. So yeah. you, are you just? Are you mainly going to be using Twitter to sort of update people, or will you at some point?
2: Uh, I'm actually doing Instagram on more than Twitter lately, you know? Yes, yeah, for, oh,
1: okay. Yeah, for this <laughs> yeah. project,
2: you know, I'm st- st- stuck at the moment with Twitter. I don't know why, okay. But uh, at some point next week, I think I'm going to present to my webpage, as, uh, Selection of images, you know, and uh, and some statement. uh, That's it, you know, for now. But this project will go on and go on and go on for many months. I'm 100 percent certain about it, you know. Yeah. yeah, I have some other projects that are also cameraless, you know, and actually one is, one does involve camera, uh, pinhole camera, but that's for some other occasion. You can get a, a hint how it looks like by <laughs> looking at that picture on my home page, you know, I put it there intentionally, you know, just press home and you'll see this picture, it's just, uh, you know, it's uh, too... Oh, the, the
1: black... Yeah. Yeah, that, the, that, the black, that, black, hole. <laughs> black hole, black hole, <laughs> it's,
2: it's a very minimalistic project dealing uh, with this TV screen as a reality, actually. And it's something I started last year, you know, and I'll be continuing to do this year at some point, we'll see, you know.
1: Cool. Well, you're, you're certainly taking us on a journey. Marco and it's uh I love it I love it. it yeah thank thank you so much for taking the you know the time to come and speak with us today yeah. what about you Corey yeah what do you think
0: yeah I think it's awesome I love uh pinhole photography and I, and I like everything that spins off of it you know I mean everything <sighs> that's gets your brains going and trying new things and, and everything I, and you know I like looking at all of it and, um mm-hmm. I think it's awesome it's amazing thank uh, you
1: yeah it is and we recommend Croatia for a holiday <laughs>
0: and look at Marco <laughs> yeah.
1: Corey. I don't know yeah. if we have time if you're going to allow me to uh, i've re- received some postcards um they mentioned the show, so I thought you'd not mind me reading uh, them out
0: i guess i'll I guess I'll let it happen go ahead
1: <laughs> so we had um we had a postcard from mr Daniel Novak of uh Orchard hey, Daniel. Park, N.Y. Hey Dan, Orchard Park, N.Y. That must mean New York State, I, I would think. Don't yeah. quite know where he lives, but he says hello, Andrew. Sorry, he didn't mention you.
0: That's all right. <laughs>
1: That says actually because I sent him a postcard. Thanks for a wonderful postcard and great inspiration, both in grim world. I always enjoy your uh, dark room tangents on the podcast. You see. <laughs> 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 so he's thanking us for the, for what we do, and he particularly likes when I when I managed to go off on tangents. Uh, so he sent me a picture uh, of some uh, waves battering on his meter zero image on the coast of mm, somewhere. Can't read that Canoy. Don't know where that is. And he's using Pan F. There you go. So thanks uh, thanks Daniel for that postcard, that's much appreciated and then I was also paired up with um, Gerhard, Gerhard uh, Sch- Sch- Schultz Schultz, I think that's right Schultz. It? Sch- Sch- Schultz, as in Peanuts
0: We'll find out soon for,
1: enough <laughs> Yeah, when he tells me I've butchered his surname So uh, Gerhard was my partner in Money Smith's postcard swap for December Yeah. and uh, he says, Dear Andrew, Happy New Year for you and your family from Germany Thank you for your great podcast. Um, this is a picture from Sicily. Wow. With his, um, And it's a into-the-sun print with some umbrellas and some very high-contrast image. It's very nice. It's this 6x6 six six reality, so subtle. And FOMA 100. It's FOMA 100 I've used at 4x5, um, but never stuck it in my pinhole camera. Have you used FOMA 100, Corey? I haven't. I haven't used no. FOMA 100. Nope, nope, and a lot. Me neither. So we'll nothing much to say. Is we'll uh, <laughs> and Moni Smith sent me an awesome card, which is just a sort of beach scene. These are, I actually did post these to Instagram. So if you want to go onto my Instagram feed at Snapper underscore Pinholes, you'll see this one. This is a beautiful color image with I don't know where it was taken. I think when she was on holiday of some people on a on the seashore. Probably Canaan
0: Beach. Canaan uh, Beach is where,
1: I think she goes Is that out where out. it is?
0: It might be. I yeah. don't know for sure, but she goes. Oh, right. She goes out there a lot.
1: So maybe it's taken with a reality so subtle camera. And it's you know when the tide goes out and you're left with that ripply mud of, mud effect, and it's just got a, like maybe an inch of water over it. So all the for the half of the picture is this ripply mud foreground, and then on the horizon there's all these little all these people. Two bigger people. There's some blurred ghost images, but some quite well defined people. Oh. And then a beautiful blue sky, and it's lovely. So, thank you for you three guys for all those. Um, I particularly like the colour one. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: she does a lot of colour so, stuff, and she's really good at it. She so. does.
1: She's very good. And I, I'd just at the moment, there's um, she's making the taking the submissions for the postcard uh, print swap, mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd commend Moni Smith's postcard print swap to you. And I, well, I did have one last little bit of feedback. Sorry to monopolise this last little section. We're used of, to it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say like that <laughs> on Twitter. Um, a lady, a lady on Twitter, who's who I know is a name is Margaret, but she goes as Just Gypsy G I P S Y, and she sent me a message on Twitter which says, "Thanks for you for the wonderful podcasts." Yay. And she sent me a. An image on here which is very abstract. I think it's flowers, but it's hard to say. Thanks for the wonderful podcast. This is one of my images. Triple pinhole, triple pinhole mounted on extension tube for thirty-five millimeter camera. Whoa. Um, so I'm kind of intrigued, and I think uh, she's. She has a dormant flicker account, so that's not much help. Uh, But I've I've struck up a bit of a conversation with her, so we'll maybe see if we can chat to her on the podcast one of these days.
0: One of these days. All right. Well, Marco, uh, if you want to let everybody know where they can go to um, check out your work, your website or your Instagram, anywhere you want to direct listeners. Yeah, I mean,
2: my webpage is com. You know, my Instagram handle is, I think, the same, you know, in avoidance of reality. And I'm on a Twitter, too, you know. Uh, but you you can find all the links on my website for both Instagram cool. and Twitter and et cetera. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah and I do right. stand corrected because all of your la- there is more of your latest work on Instagram isn't it I've just realized that Corey obviously realized it but I didn't <laughs>
2: Okay
1: Okay And there's some dashing cool. pictures of you as well Dashing. Yeah Wow yeah. yeah. Well thank you Marco for being a, yeah, yet another wonder, wonderful guest uh, you can you mm-hmm. can if you pick up copies of the Optico Journal. Marco has some work published in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
2: and, and you'll so, enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, So read. All right. It's been
0: nice. So everybody. To you. Uh, yeah. Thanks for coming, Marco. And you. Yes. And uh, we'll talk to everybody next week.
1: Bye, everyone. Okay.
2: Bye. Bye. See you. All. Sorry to wake you up.
0: That's alright. I'm already up. I have a, a small children, so Andrew broke me up at seven o'clock this morning. Hey, you want no. to FaceTime? time? I'm laying in bed. No, I
1: don't want to FaceTime. <laughs> all right. Well i quite Good. like to maybe I'd quite like to see you and your wife in bed. You never know. No, you don't want to. <laughs> awesome.